Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I can't stop ruminating and obsessing about the narcissist. When I wake up, they're the first thing or person on my mind. All through the day, my day is disturbed by thinking about the narcissist and the relationship, by getting flashback moments and going over it. Guys, we all individually go through this phase of narcissistic abuse. It's the last phase of narcissistic abuse. It's common to everyone. Sometimes people go through it within the relationship if they're the ones that actually leave. And other times it's the after runner of the narcissist's discard. So first of all, stop saying to yourself, I can't get over this. That makes that your reality. Start every day off by saying, I can do this. I can recover. And I'm going to go through different explanations and things that I hope will resonate and help you in this process to speed it up and to obliterate this abuse from your life and to use the experience to your advantage. So it's really turning this experience on its head the way it deserves to be turned. So let's get into it and welcome to the channel if you're new here. And please do the usual, subscribe and like and share if you do. Okay, so we're ruminating about the narcissist and it's the natural and normal phase of getting yourself better, healing from the experience with a narcissist. And the first thing I would say is, in order to heal a sickness or an illness, and this is actually a mental sickness that the narcissist causes in us, we need to understand what's causing it and treat the cause. So let's do it. The first thing we tend to do is actually, if we're honest with ourselves, we don't want to let go of the experience or the relationship. And in a way, ruminating keeps us, keeps the relationship in some way alive. And that's hard to admit. And I'm sorry if that triggers anyone who's at the very early stages, because it's very understandable that you're processing the pain. So maybe return to this particular podcast at another time if it's too much too soon. But in, in retrospect and in reflection, we do tend to hold on to the whole experience as it being too painful to let go immediately. The narcissist has dropped us or chopped us off in full flight of our relationship and the discombobulation and terrible distress that causes seems to result in us holding on to it and figuring it out and not letting go of the person because we can't process it that quickly. 
So the first thing to decide today is let it go. You say, Paula, that's all very well and fine. You know, if I could do that, I would do that. But if we can make a decision and we'll follow on with the other things that I'm hope, hoping will be helpful, make a decision to let that person go. Let your idea of who that person was go and grieve it. Number two is, this is a lot to do with our brains. We have been essentially through a brainwashing process of manipulation, emotional manipulation, psychological man manipulation, grooming, and a lot of techniques have been used on us, on our brain. Not essentially us as a soul being and who we are, but if we look at it from the brain's point of view, the brain plays a big part in our recovery here because the brain was essentially attacked by the narcissist. So let's just explain that a bit. We have this computer center that's our brain and it's introduced to a person and our brain decides visually what we hear, you know, what we know about the person. And it kind of files that person into a category. And the narcissist works very hard on making our brain assess them in a very favorable way, giving them priority in our lives because of the love bombing and actually adding them as a very valuable person in our survival process. And that essentially it has to be undone because our brain associated the narcissist with being good and it built the narcissist into our primitive brain as being necessary for our survival. And the narcissist did this on purpose because that's the way, the best way to control a person is to be essential for their survival. So this has all been going on in your computer, in your brain. And it's essentially still there because it didn't have time to debrief or deprocess the programming that was put into it. So do not be hard on yourself when you're ruminating about the narcissist. Your poor brain is doing its best to rewrite the program, the software program. The narcissist, I would have the analogy of being a virus that got into your programming and that for a long time went there working away on all the software in your brain undetected. So it got into a lot of different areas of your brain and needs to be anyone that deals with computers and viruses and software and programming. I'm quite sure knows that some viruses are a lot more tricky than others. So it needs work to deprogram, reprogram and get rid of the virus. And that means working on every different area of your life for your brain to essentially make new neuropathways that say narcissist not good for me instead of narcissist necessary for my survival. So a practice that you can do, and I know therapists use this, is when you get a good idea about the narcissist and say, oh, I miss them. Say, reprogram that and say, what am I missing? What am I missing? I don't miss abuse. The narcissist abused me. I do not miss them. Just say that, even if you don't believe it at first. Keep saying that anytime you get that thought. 
Then put that aside and get on with the task of your day. When it comes again, do exactly the same thing. You may not think that this will have any great effect and throw your hands up in the air and say, is that all you have to offer? That's a start. Try it before you knock it. Okay, number three. This, the understanding this is amazing. In, in my view, this was very, very healing when I figured this one out. It took quite a while. Essentially, we are all works in progress. And some of us have progressed more than others when the narcissist meets us. And it's a process that would have gone on without the narcissist meeting us, but may not have been speeded up so much. So we individuate from our parents. We self-individuate at certain ages. It's usually around the age of, I think it starts at seven and it goes forward incrementally. Some of us may not have received the validation in certain areas of our lives that we needed to feel complete. So there's a little bit there that needs work on and that needs to be finished off. Well, the narcissist comes in and hones in on this and knows it and sees it nearly instinctively. And that is one of the reasons that I often refer to spiritual energies uh, being able to perceive such a thing that is unquantifiable. The narcissist knows that validating you and praising you and love bombing you is going to nearly bond you to them. And indeed it does, because you associate the end of yourself individuating. You know that feeling when you feel amazing, when you feel very kind of confident and you really feel a sense of happiness and knowing yourself, probably at some stage in the love bombing, you feel you know who you are, you're happy and you feel that you could achieve a lot in life. That's the kind of completion of your self-individuation that you may not have received from a parent. You may not have received that validation at a certain amount, at a certain point in time when you needed to be supported into growing into yourself fully and being confident and loving yourself fully to go forward in the world. Now, that's an amazing feeling. And if we associate it with the narcissist as is intended, that's a hard one to de-associate from them and take back to yourself. Remember the narcissist mirrored you so you saw yourself in them. But in actual fact, the narcissist going away isn't taking that ability of yours to feel those feelings again. You just, your brain just associates that completion of yourself, that self-individuation with that particular person. Work hard on realizing that you can get that amazing feeling again because it's with you still. The narcissist didn't take it away. They merely pushed a button in you that set that feeling off. You don't get have to go with them or be with them to experience that feeling again. And if you understand that, they merely facilitated you feeling like that. And then what they did was try and destroy it 
and turn it in on you and say, in actual fact, you are a crap person. This is in the devaluation stage, just as you were beginning to get to know yourself. They made you feel really bad about who you were and fed you back devaluation instead of validation. And it seemed then that they owned the good part of you, that only when they were with you and approving of you, you could be your full self. And that, my friends, is an illusion. And if you can understand that illusion and come back to it and believe it, this is not a person of value. This person has shown you so many negative traits. They've shown you absolute abject cruelty. They have showed you inhumanity. They have showed you a lack of integrity. They lied to you about the about how they felt about you, the purpose of why they wanted to be with you. They are a person that only functions by feeding off others. They do not hold the key to your happiness. You do. Moving along. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Number four I have here is you have a literally, these are concentrating on a lot of physical kind of concepts, things that you can work on and change within yourself. Number four is your chemical good, feel good hormone, hormone imbalance. So you essentially can do things to bring this back up, to bring your dopamine levels back up, your serotonin levels back up. And as people people gave me the word that I was mispronunciating, I think, um, your oxytocin levels can be reappropriated to appropriate people in your lives, your bonding with people, your your drive towards attaching to things that are good for you and detaching from the narcissist and detaching the associations of pleasure, survival, feel good, validation and all those things that the narcissist got into your brain and put themselves in all those areas of your brain and needs to be gotten out. So go and do things that make you feel good. Even if, say for instance, you used to go running, you used to go hiking, you used to go swimming, you used to do yoga, you go back to those things and initially you feel flat. You don't get the same feel good factor. Persist, persist and I promise you, you will begin to start to feel better. You will begin to attach to your own self-regulation and detach from the narcissist as being the source of your happiness. Number five is 
this is a hard one for people that are at a certain level of their healing, the earlier stages. But I'm going to say it anyway, and please forgive me. If it doesn't make sense yet, it will. You've been given, although you didn't deserve it, although you could have gone along your life's journey and developed yourself without this. You've been given a huge amount of pain to deal with. This can be seen as something you cow down under and stay under and stay as a victim of, or you can use it. You can actually use the experience of pain that was caused in this narcissistically abusive relationship to stimulate growth within yourself, to drive you forward into fully believing in yourself like nobody else ever has. You actually do a whammy on the narcissist who has tried to get you to give up on yourself and you turn that flip on its head and you believe in yourself more than ever and more than anybody possibly could in this whole wide world. And you use that pain as a blessing to awaken yourself and to literally rise from the ashes as a phoenix. And in actual fact, that is the best way to, I suppose, win or conquer or combat the agenda of the dark side. This darkness came at you, in my opinion, to take you down, to stop you in your life's purpose and path and to either turn you into an image of the narcissist where you go around destroying and hurting other people in bitterness and anger, or you give up on life and become a victim of this attack. You literally become the destroyed. Everything in life is a choice. Some choices are harder than others, but you have the ability to create your reality within reality, not the narcissist's reality where things are just about them and nobody else matters, but a real reality where you decide you're going to win, you're going to be the best version of yourself and you're going to use this experience as a positive in your life. And what was intended for you you're going to make into the opposite. And that is the best, best outcome of this experience that would be unimaginably annoying for a narcissist. Practical things you can do for yourself. This is bandied about, this self-care. But the whole reason it works is not that you just make yourself look better, feel better, and not just for a kind of ego purpose. If you're giving yourself self-care, it means you're going to value yourself more. And therefore that translates into you being a valuable person. And again, that, that is the total opposite of narcissistic abuse. Doing that, that practice, and that 
reiteration of self-belief, that you are a person of value and that you need care and you will give yourself care because you're important and because you're a good person. That reframes everything the narcissist set out for you in the rumination stage. And even the act of doing this and the time you give to it takes away from the rumination. And all these things put together and all these practices put together will have you waking up one day and realising at some stage in the day that you laughed, that you were peaceful, that you enjoyed something, that you were excited about something and you didn't think about the narcissist at all. The next thing that brings me to is planning forward. If you are not floating around kind of with no anchor and doing nothing and feeling probably incapable of doing things, and that's why all these processes are baby steps until they become big marching steps, until they become marathons that you're running for yourself. If you don't have a focus and a plan, even if it's a plan for what you will have achieved in this day, even if you're at the stage where you can't leave the house, I would say to you, open the front door and sit there with it open. If that's as far as you can go to leaving the house, if you're in the early stages, or even if it's lasting a long time, this rumination, do one thing to propel yourself forward. And you may say, Paula, opening the front door, come on. If you haven't put your foot outside the front door for a long time, opening the front door is a big deal. Open it, do whatever you have to do. If you haven't been walking, walk around the house, walk at the outs in your garden, do whatever you have to do, however small it is. To, to walk towards a plan you have for yourself, even if that plan seems fantastical, like I'm never going to do that, even if it's just getting a job or going to a different country or building a house or buying a house. And you think that is so dreamlike. I can't see myself doing that. Start to see yourself doing that. Start to make a plan. Doesn't matter how far off it seems. Take a little step from where you are towards that plan and have the belief that it will happen and it will. The last thing I have down to help with rumination is it's depersonalization. It's literally understanding that you were an object to the narcissist. The narcissist will do the same thing to anybody that crosses their path. They'll merely customize the experience in a different way. Because again, I believe they spiritually hone in on what a person needs. They give it to them. They build up value as a person, the narcissist. And the person is again, caught up in the brain telling them that they need the narcissist. So depersonalizing it and seeing the narcissist as a very kind of stony person that's lost or doesn't possess or has buried down their humanity. 
They're going around doing inhuman things. They're going around being very cruel to people. And guys, you have humanity in you. You are suffering. You have suffered. You're trying to figure out what's happened to you. We need you in the world. We need human beings to bring back humanity in the world, to bring back caring, consideration, respect, integrity, love, communities. We need to bring this back. And if you think, well, I don't matter, I'm just one person. If everyone thinks that and the narcissists continue perpetuating destruction, literally on humanity, and nobody's doing anything about it, then that's going to be the reality. So I'm saying to you is you as one person are so powerful in a whole lifetime of the people you meet, of animals that are being mistreated, of all the things that you can contribute into the energy of the world to literally bring back humanity, to save our planet and to save humanity. Even being humane to the narcissist in, in as much as leaving them alone, but not taking revenge, taking a beautiful revenge in that you grow stronger, brighter, lighter and bigger. That's what I would ask, that you just believe in yourself and you start from where you are now with what you have to go forwards, to make a plan and to tell yourself that you're no longer going to be caught in narcissistic abuse and that you're going to free yourself from the ruminating stage in whatever way you can. And then you also be very kind to yourself while you're working this out and you look after that brain of yours because it needs a lot of care and attention at this time to reprogram. I hope that made sense, guys. I know some of it sounds a bit crazy, but having been through it myself and having listened to so many of you in coaching sessions go through the same thing, I believe this is a very important part and stage of narcissistic abuse that can take a lot of us down, but that doesn't have to. And it can, can actually make a lot of us into the best versions of ourselves if we use the experience and allow it to do so. Bye for now. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment your work stress disappears as you kayak through the canyons. Or the moment you discover the life-changing effects of prickly pear chocolate. But nothing beats the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the very first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com.